Welcome to another episode of Perfusion Rockstars, episode 12. Today is Friday, December 11th, 2020. We're here today with Alexandra, Alex Hank, Perfusion Rockstar. I'm Adam, this is Todd, um, and Sam behind the, the scenes uh, makes everything responsible. He's our director of digital media. Uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all of our viewers. Um, we're going to start out by going over a little bit of your CV, uh, your background, and then we're going to ask some pertinent and probing perfusion questions. And then we're going to ask some not so pertinent, but still probing personal questions. And then we're going to finish up with the lightning round. So uh, right. we're, we're excited to have you here with us, Alex. Hey, <laughs> thanks for your time. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Great. So Alex started her academic career at High Point University in High Point, North Carolina, where she majored in exercise science with a concentration in health science. There she was on the Dean's List and I assumed you played soccer with your uh, scholarship there. So uh, that, that's great. Um, then you went on to get your master's uh, from MUSC in May of 2020 in uh, Charleston, South Carolina at the Medical University of South Carolina. Um, you, as far as you had a lot of research experience, I see here that you did some work with Joe Sestino and Dave Fitzgerald some uh, big players there at MUSC and in the academic community. So I'm sure that was great exposure. Um, and if anyone wants to know anything about Del Nido, cardioplegia with pediatric patients on bypass. Come at me, I've got a lot of articles for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the authority, so that, that's great. Um, and now you're currently practicing as a clinical perfusionist at Emory University, uh, where you started just in June of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. So we're going to touch on a little bit of that uh, throughout the interview process. Um, and, and your references were attached, and we know those three people. And so you have some perfusion giants with John and Dave and Craig on the list. So um, <laughs> those were exciting to see those names. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Well, so... Tell us, I know this is pretty recent, tell us about the moment when you decided you wanted to become a perfusionist. So I found perfusion pretty early on. Um, I actually was on a nursing track. Um, like I was going to finish my four years and go to an accelerated program. And uh, my sister was a nurse um, in the CVICU um, at Mott Children's Hospital. And so she had just asked me, you know, hey, is, you know, you just want to make sure that this is what you want to do, that you're not just, you know, following in some, you know, footsteps. And so she asked me to shadow her. And when I went in, um, the baby she was caring for was on ECMO. And so I went home that day and, you know, just started doing some research, um, came across perfusion. And um, when I was living in Rochester, Minnesota, was able to get into shadow at the Mayo Clinic. Um, and then there, from there I went to Duke and, um, it really took off. Um, I, I think, you know, the speed physically and, and cognitively, um, you know, the efficiency needed by the perfusionist um, is what really drew me in. And I could see like a lot of similarities. I played um, soccer in college um, and the, you know, quick thinking skills, um, you know, detailed communication were all things that reminded me of uh, what I played in, in college. So great. I uh, applied and got into MUSC's program. Wonderful. So who was influential in your professional or personal career and why? Uh, so, you know, we just talked about my uh, resume and that I attended MUSC. And um, honestly, 
I would have to say that my program directors there, uh, Dr. Dave Fitzgerald and Dr. Joe Sestino, um, they're just absolutely the epitome of what a rock star perfusionist is. Um, they, they honestly do it all, whether it's research or training those that you know are coming after them. They are always exemplifying what it means to be a caring perfusionist. Um, and honestly, they're everything that I could ever strive to be. And it's truly an honor to learn from such humbled people. So uh, I was very fortunate to, to learn from them and to be a part of their program. And it's great that you're one of the few that were there when they were both there, right? Yeah, we were one of the last classes. Dr. Joe was retiring yeah. um, right as we were leaving for rotations. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And that's what's helped you become, you're sort of the, an academic, you're a scientist, and you're an athlete. Yes. <laughs> I see you as a professional rock star. Yeah. <laughs> they influence that. That's great. I don't know if I'm still an athlete, but I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, you talk about those people were what was important to the people that you maybe kind of are trying to emulate. Um, but what does being a perfusionist mean to you? Honestly, people probably call me a nerd, but it means everything to me. Um, you know, what some people see, you know, are that you're waking up in the middle of the night, you know, you're zero to 60, you know, in a matter of minutes, you know, rushing to the hospital to be a part of a case that, you know, isn't always promised a great outcome. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, but we see patients at their absolute worst. Um, you know, we dive headfirst into, you know, cases that are very stressful and sometimes their background stories break your own heart. Um, but honestly, it's important for me to take a step back and understand that, you know, I would do this a thousand times over if it meant that we would have that one good case come through and that I could play a small part in you know, getting, you know, this patient more days added onto their life. So um, it's, you know, those patients that absolutely blow your mind in the ICU weeks down the line, you know, they're sitting up, they're extubated. We don't always see that part of perfusion. Um, just more recently, we've been more active in the ICU with, you know, ECMO patients, but it's, it's nice to, you know, walk by a room and you're like, oh, I think I did that person's case and they're awake and on the phone. It's, it just absolutely blows your mind. So um, yeah. while the patients rarely remember, you know, who we are in the operating room. It's pretty simple. I'll always give up a night of sleep to give them the best chance, you know, to see more days with their families. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing what you do day in and day out, especially now during the pandemic. I know it's extra challenging. Um, so what are your perfusion superpowers? What would people say? Alex's perfusion superpowers. So I took a team poll. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job. What they thought my superpower would be. And the conclusion was I'm really good at blowing up cell savers. So I don't know if that's positive <laughs> or negative. Um, but it actually kind of hurt my feelings. So. <laughs> so did you do that because the, the uh, reinfusion bag was clamped? Um, so there is a uh, vivid memory. My first week at Emory, I was working with our chief, John, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna stay for an extra case, I'm gonna show him that, you know, I'm motivated, and it was a Friday night at like 6.30, I had, you know, accidentally unclamped something, so it sent, uh, like, Del Nido over to the cell saver, so I was like, oh, you know what, we don't need, it's not even really blood, I'll just clamp it off, so that, you know, we don't go through a wash process, mm -hmm. so I clamped it off, right as John came in and clicked play, <laughs> or start, and it just, blew up. I mean, blood was in the vents. We were on our, me, Craig and John on our hands and knees, scrubbing it out of the vents, off the pump, like nooks and crannies. 
Um, so I think that's where I got the nickname or the superpower from. Yeah. A little blood goes a long way. Right. <laughs> and you still find it weeks after. I still, I, I walk in that OR and I'm like, get a shiver, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, we, we noticed in your resume, uh, you've just recently graduated. So what was it like having recently graduated and maybe even doing clinical rotations during the pandemic? So my um, last rotation was at Denver Children's Hospital, and I was canceled about three weeks in. And so I actually went home to my family in Colorado um, and stayed with them and quarantined with them while this was all going on. Um, and then started in June. So I made the move and basically hit the ground running and it was very fast paced. Some say that the hospital wasn't totally busy, but to me it felt really busy. Mm -hmm. um, but I was really grateful for a team that just guided me. They kept me afloat, you know, didn't let, we had five new grads starting in June. So, you know, wow. it was difficult for such a busy hospital to manage that. Um, so it took some time for everyone to get up to speed, but people were more than willing to help. Um, I think that the hardest thing that, you know, perfusionists are going through is that seeing this virus and what it can do to people is really made you uh, develop like tough skin. Uh, it's required me to like step up to the plate and remember how delicate life really is. I would say that I'm a more sensitive perfusionist. I, I think I'm sometimes overly empathetic, but um, I definitely th think there's a time and place for it. And I've developed tougher skin as time has gone on now that we're gaining more experience in the ICU. Um, it's hard to believe that six months ago I was quarantined in my mom's house. And, you know, now just last week I was, you know, in the ICU with a family, you know, with their patient or with their family member on ECMO from this virus. So um, traditionally I was, you know, people go into this profession because you aren't engaging with uh, patients all that often. Like your interactions are, mm -hmm you know, good morning, we're going to take great care of you. And then, you know, that's really the last that you speak of them. But now um, it couldn't be further from the truth. It's honestly, having been a pre-nursing track before, it's everything I could have ever asked for because it really is like a mix of perfusion and nursing. So I've actually enjoyed the time that we've been able to make connections with families and have more personal relationships with our patients. Yeah, that's great. Um, when, what month did you uh, get canceled on your rotation? Was it March or? In March. Um, a lot of people were canceled before me and the days were like looming down because we didn't really know, uh, what, you know, mm -hmm. Dr. Fitzgerald was going to do. Um, we ended up switching to all online, our whole class did, um, but basically prepared us for boards and, um, kept us clinically up to date. So th thankfully the transition was pretty smooth. Yeah. Great. Well, great. Yeah. Um, I know it's hard. I've talked to some perfusions recently that are close to retirement anyway, but they're leaving the profession because of this sort of PTSD um, effect from having to care for patients and being so involved continuously with death, unfortunately, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, end of care, you know, end of life. So thanks again for what you do. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, where do you see perfusion heading? Uh, as far as responsibilities go, maybe some staffing, you know, there's, all, there's constantly talk about new technology replacing perfusion. Um, what, is your, what is your understanding or perception, your forecast? I think that perfusion is only going to get busier. 
I think that with redos and, you know, we're becoming experts now in hospital transports or for ECMO. And, you know, now that we're starting DCD, you know, that research just ended and we're waiting for approval. Um, ECMO becoming a standard of care now for a variety of things. I think, um, you know, from HIPEX, you know, there's so many ways you can use your perfusion degree outside of traditionally, you know, cardiac surgery. So I, I truly think that from here it will only get busier. Yeah. All right. Thanks. So that's what we had for perfusion questions. Um, and now we're going to ask you some personal questions. Uh, so we do fall on social media uh, a little bit. So <laughs> oh, some of these, but um, do you have any personal hobbies? Um, I play soccer. I just joined a pickup league here. Um, I run and I play in a sand volleyball league here. So I would say sports are my hobby. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you still, still an athlete? Still playing goalie <laughs> or whatever um, they need? Yeah, I'm playing goalie and on the field now. Although being on the field really exposes my fitness level. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> that was you played in a yeah. soccer league. I'm like in a book club. It's more like a wine club, but <laughs> yeah. nice. Well, that's fun. You need things to take your mind off the stresses of work and recharge your batteries. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, um, we are in Perfusion Rockstar. Uh, so what is your favorite band, music, genre? What do you prefer to listen to? Um, my friends always make fun of me, but I like songs that you can sing along to, uh, and primarily female artists. So I really love, um, like Lake Street Dive, most female country artists. Taylor Swift got her new album out today. <laughs> um, but I would say Lake Street Dive is probably my most favorite. Okay. Have you seen previous interviews where Taylor Swift's name came up during the interview? I don't know if you've seen the, some of our. No, I, I didn't see. We've that. asked people about their opinion. Yeah, we've had different opinions on oh, Taylor no. Swift. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's talented. And, I, I listen to her. And I think she's talented personally. Yeah, she's not. She does annoy, tea, annoy but, some people, but I know she's talented. Oh, no, Definitely talented. talented. I read um, a joke that uh, Taylor Swift's released uh, more albums than we've received stimulus checks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so someone hears of your story and they say, you know what, I'm going to write a book about you. What's the name of that biography? Uh, so I also took a poll for this one and it came back. It's only funny when it happens to someone else, the cell slavery edition. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was laughing. You said it's only happened. It's only funny when it happens to someone else. The Cell Saber edition, <laughs> which is very true. It, I'm sure everyone gets a good laugh out of it, but in the moment. You know, you're going to be living that down for a long time. I'm sure oh, there's yeah. a lot of other really positive things that uh, we need to learn. We could learn about you, but that seems to be coming up That's what frequently stuck. by your employee. Yeah, by <laughs> really your I really made a name here. <laughs> yeah, wait till it happens to someone else, right? They yeah. Pass the torch. <laughs> exactly. I know. Hopefully we get some more new grads soon. <laughs> Make a, a quick mistake. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what actor would play Alex if they made this biography into a movie? So I don't watch many movies and I asked my team they took a poll. <laughs> and they said Adam Sandler. <laughs> so I don't know how to take that. But... I'm trying to uh, swallow it positively. 
He's very talented. I love Adam Sandler movies. He's has a lot of great yeah, movies. I'm sure so. he'd do you some justice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if he can play soccer, but you know, I guess he, he can play basketball. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, awesome. So this is my thing. I don't send them to you. This is a lightning round. Um, we're gonna have a little timer. I'm gonna fire off some questions at you. You answer as quickly as possible, and then we'll go back through and you can explain. Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. All right, Sam's going to start the timer in three, two, one, go. Man. What could, what's something you could eat for a week straight? Uh, chicken Parmesan. What's the most boring thing ever? Ooh. Um, uh, acid base lectures. <laughs> Favorite city in the U.S. besides where you live? Hmm. Denver, Colorado. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Getting presents or giving presents? Giving. Dark or milk chocolate? Dark. Scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Negative four. <laughs> Last song you listen to? Um, Lake Street Dive, Rich Girl. All right. <laughs> That's the end. I'm from Florida. You had to throw in that driving question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Well, thanks. That was, that was pretty quick. Some of those you do need to think about, yeah. but all right. So something you could eat for a week straight. You said chicken Parmesan. Yes. That's Is that just, it's just that good. I'm craving it right now. <laughs> I'm like chicken Parmesan. Do you have a, uh, a favorite restaurant in Atlanta where you get chicken Parmesan or you just make it yourself or. Um, I do. Um, Craig recommended that he could tell me to do this and I forgot the name. That's fine. That's fine. But you like to go out and yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I, I feel like I could make it, but I haven't tried. Yeah. Um, most boring thing ever. Acid base lecture. So I have to ask who taught that class at MUSC? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. It was just, it was just long. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, um, and then favorite city in the U.S. besides where you lived? Denver, Colorado. So Denver is beautiful. Obviously, it sounds like you grew up there. Or? Uh, no, my family all just moved to Colorado, though. So they're in Colorado Springs. Um, okay. And I did my partially my rotation there. Because so. I ended up going there frequently when I was a sales rep with Soren, Levanova. You know, that was yeah, the home okay. office there. So did you ever get a chance to go to the facility there in Arvada? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Again, yeah, I was only there for a short little bit of time, but yeah. um, I enjoy skiing and hiking, so it was a good spot for me to be in. You have to get Chelsea or Spinelli or one of those people to take you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our uh, favorite day of the week? Friday. Yeah. Friday's nice because then you wake up and it's still Saturday, so you don't have to get ready for work. Yeah, I agree. I suppose to wake up on Saturday after Saturday night and then Sunday, and you're like, oh. Today's my favorite day of the week. Friday. Um, and then giving presents or getting presents. I thought with the time of the year, that was a good question. Yeah, giving, definitely. I, sometimes I give a little bit too much, but uh, no. I have three little nieces and it's just it's hard not to give <laughs> when they're so easy to buy for. And now you have a nice job and you can, you know, you can purchase gifts exactly. for them. That's great. Well, my mom's like, you have like four Amazon packages coming today. I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. 
Uh-huh. And then uh, darker milk chocolate. I think I like dark chocolate. That's a tough one, though. I don't get that. Well, you got the health thing, dark, but milk tastes better, I think. Well, I know, think. Uh, but I, I know people that like dark chocolate yeah. more. I understand it. The dark is, like, just enough. Like, it's, it's yeah. just enough. I feel better eating dark chocolate. Probably. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, I'm sorry. I feel like maybe you felt personally attacked, but I asked you how good of a driver you are. I do feel attacked. I'm from Florida, and uh, I am not a very good driver. <laughs> I'll admit to it. Are you just distracted? Are you too busy doing other things? I'm not distracted. I um, Well, Atlanta's made me an even worse driver. Oh, Atlanta. I, yeah. Well, so th- when I first moved here, uh, I was in, you know, in the South, you let everyone cut in front of you and, you know, they wave and that's that. Well, here, you know, they just keep cutting in front of you. So I was sitting in traffic, like not moving forward. So I had to get a little bit tougher skin and be a more aggressive driver. But I don't think it served me well. <laughs> no, that's like me trying to drive through Washington, D.C. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very aggressive in big cities like that. Yeah. Um, and then last song you listened to. Yeah. Rich Girl by Lake Street Dive. I need to check them out. I'm not sure I recognize them. They're so good. All right. Maybe my wife and I will sing it together tonight. (laughs) (laughs) My roommate's probably like, stop listening to the song on repeat. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. Get used to it. So (laughs) that's wonderful. That's all we have. Is there anything else that you would like to share with people that may see this video about yourself that we haven't touched on? No, not really. Only um, if you are a student, or a potential student and you're seeing this, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I am, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, they can give you my contact information. I'd be happy to help you in any way that I can or give you advice or, you know, even just tell you how I did it. So it's an amazing profession. I love it every single day of my life. I'm genuinely excited to go to work. So um, if we can get more people into the profession, I think that's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Keep the fusion rocking. We'll see you next time.